0: Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the, I always like saying it like that, DMV (laughs) Sports Roundtable. Uh, George Wallace, Jamal Bowens, Chris Chase with you. We're going to have guests in and out as we do every week because that's just what we do.
1: You know, you never know what you're going to get with this show.
0: That's exactly right. And where you can find us because a lot of people have been finding us, by the way.
1: They have. And I, I hope continue to tell your friends and pass the word on and, you know, we can we can grow this thing a little bit bigger. Um, you can reach us on Podcast One at PodcastOne.com, dot com, wtop dot com, and iTunes, and right. follow us on Twitter at DMV Round One.
0: There you go, get at, all
1: that at DMV Round One. Let's get that correct.
0: All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's let's uh, let's touch base on the uh, Monday night. Uh, yeah, let's let's do that. Let's... Philadelphia Eagles. Redskins didn't go the way that I thought, didn't go no. the way that we all thought, really.
1: And definitely but here's was the it, problem: uh, 38-17. Listen. Was that, Chase, was that thirty-eight, seventeen? you picked?
2: I like to call, I like to say that week one, I got the exact score, so I'm <laughs> still riding high from that. And this week we can just toss that prediction <laughs> okay, to that the side. Count. But yeah, but look, at, here's the problem. it was a big it, surprise.
0: It was, because look, they're up 10-3, and just like they've done in the past few games, they lose momentum, give up points late in the half. The Eagles, three straight possessions from second quarter to third quarter, scoring touchdowns. And when you have third and two or short Mm -hmm. or or third and two or less three times Mm -hmm. and you don't convert, you don't deserve to win games.
2: Well, first of all, you have third and inches at one point, and it's a huge play. It's the play. uh, It's the drive leading into halftime. And you know what's going to happen. The Redskins get a third down. They're probably going to march down the field and get some points. If they don't, they're going to punt. The Eagles will score. Then the Eagles will get the ball in the second half and score. So what happened? For some reason, Kirk Cousins is lined up in a shotgun. Takes a three-step drop. Right. Take takes a three-step drop in the shotgun. So now he's eight steps behind the line of scrimmage when all you need is twelve inches. You have Rob Kelly in the game instead of Chris Thomas. When you – I texted this to George right after it happened. When you watch Rob Kelly in the backfield on third down, the Eagles didn't account for him once they realized he wasn't getting the ball. Mm-hmm. So he runs in the flat because no, everyone knows they're not going to throw to him. And then, uh, you know, they get this incomplete pass and they punt. And sure enough, touchdown, touchdown. And the game from there was was hard to get back in the grips. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Every – I think the, uh, the plays were – called very well for the first two and a half quarters, except for those third and shorts. And when you have uh, a guy as dynamic as Chris Thompson, who can take it in the backfield or can swing around, and you have guys who you think can go over the middle and get the ball like Josh Doxson, and I guess not Terrell Pryor anymore, I guess he's on Gruden's no-no list, but this is, I mean, third and short... Yeah, I mean, third and short, you have to get it, George. You said it. This is
1: the thing, and and you guys touched on the points that I I wanted to get right to. The thing is this. I wasn't brought up on this type of, this brand of NFC East football. I'm brought up on the Gibbs era, where third and short, there's no discussion. You run the football. I don't understand this shotgun in third and one, Especially at second and uh, uh, second and two situations, run the ball. Even if you come up short, you still have a pass run option on third and third and one or third and a half or many it might be. You still leave yourself open to some options. They know you're going to throw. To me, shotgun in short down situations, it's soft. It's a soft. It's, it's soft as baby poop, and I can't use the word that I really want to use <laughs> right now. But that's what it is to me. And. It's, 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 Joe Gibbs needs to call Jay Gruden, give him a tutorial on how NFC East football is played or how they do it up here like he used to say.
0: Well, if they keep doing it like this, then Dan Snyder's going to have Joe Gibbs call Jay Gruden. But let's welcome in somebody brand new to the uh, DMV Sports Roundtable. Dave Preston is standing to my Presto. right across from Jamal. Good afternoon, Chris gentlemen. Chris Chase is on Skype on the other side. And before we jump to a different sport, let's hit another topic of this game on Monday night and the fact that now this team doesn't have a wide receiver. No, they don't. Terrell no. Pryor was benched. Right, He was benched. Jameson Crowder can't hang on to a punt. He's not playing that well. Uh, Josh Doxson, okay, he had his career high in catches, three. Right. But who are you counting on right now in this team as a receiver?
3: I think it's a shame that the Redskins didn't have uh, options as far as wide receivers uh, in the offseason.
0: <laughs> Actually, they had two. How many times have we said – Pierre Garçon makes that play. Yes, he does.
3: And the thing is, and I think Garçon was the ultimate. He was a great guy in the locker room. He was a redskin. Remember when uh, Ryan Clark uh, wasn't re-signed way back when and Gibbs in 2005 or 2006 said, you know what, he's a good redskin, and they let him go. Yeah, and, and then you know, and he went and he won somewhere else. Well, I'm not saying that uh, Pierre is going to win somewhere else, but no, he's he a guy that man. you need in a locker room yeah. for a winning team. And they could have brought him back. They could have brought Deshaun back. They chose to bring back neither, and we're uh, the passing game is suffering for yeah, that I right have, now no, because it, even if you bring back one of them. The passing game is right. much better than it has been. I mean, thus far. well, I think
0: just because there's so many times this year that these, a, it's just running to the sticks on third and mm. seven. You don't run yeah. six yards. Just little things like that. Mm. That he, that he, one of the mostly Pierre would make a big difference as far as sustaining. Yeah,
1: I mean, job. hindsight is 2020, of course, but the the it wouldn't have cost him that much. That's, no, that's it, my It really, it really thing. wouldn't, and, and they made the no brain, effort. They no, made no the effort to bring these guys back. Now, Deshaun you know, that's fine. He he can go, you know, you can work around that. Of course, you can't replicate that speed, but the intangibles that Garson brings, the, the, the toughness, because the personality of the offense, to me, doesn't have it doesn't have that dog in it. There's no alpha male on that team. If you look at the defense, they have the the mentality of Tom Sula and Minuski, mm-hmm. and you have D.J. Swearinger. They had that edge. And when you look at the offensive side, Jay doesn't have that. You're definitely not going to get it from Kirk. You have to have somebody in that huddle mm-hmm. that brings that edge, that nastiness, to want to compete and not just settle on third and one and in second and two and not and not make plays and let other teams back into the game. We've done this every game that they lost. They keep teams in the game. They have opportunities. KC, they have an opportunity to go up 14-0. They set a for a field goal. This game, you had an opportunity. To, your, your defense plays as well as it could against Carson Wentz, who's playing out of his mind right now, probably playing as the best quarterback in the league at this point. So they playing him well. If you keep giving him opportunities at some point like he did, he is going to make plays. And you cannot keep rolling your defense out and not going for it on, on trying to extend a drive Give them some time yeah. to recoup because if you keep throwing them back out there time and time again, they are going to fold at some point. And that's exactly what they did.
0: And especially with the injuries. And, Chris, I don't remember if we talked – I don't know because we were texting during game, but we talk about, uh, you know, they want Doxon to, to be the guy who's the 22nd overall pick. He's not close to that right now. But, no. Chris, I don't remember if we talked about this the other night or not. But the confidence – like, you don't see – Terrell Pryor's got zero confidence right now. And Doxon doesn't – seem to have that 100% yet
1: either.
2: But nobody's given it to him. Well, yeah, I mean, so what you see with Dotson is you see a young kid who is tentative to go over the middle. He's tentative when he's going to run a fade because he's thinking about, can I catch the ball? Can I go over this guy? He doesn't have that moxie yet and the moxie that we talked about before that Pierre Garcon had and that's where Garcon I really think would have been a a big deal for the Redskins this year not just going over the middle and catching those third and sevens and having the hands that just bring in everything I think he could have mentored Dotson and uh, because last year uh, he wasn't on the field that Josh Dotson wasn't on the field enough but if you go back to Garcon and you look at what he signed for. It's one of these things that in DC, people are only now starting to talk about because there was no chance that he was gonna sign here, as Dave said, they just kinda let him go. So it wasn't like, oh, are they gonna keep Garçon? I can't believe they let him go. it, he was just gone after the season, uh, Dusty Baker style, as we say now. Uh, <laughs> but, so so Garcon, if you, if you look at the numbers, it was you know a big funny money deal. Five years, $45 million with San Francisco. Everyone says that's crazy. He's 30 years old. Right. Really, you boil it down, it was $17 million mm-hmm. fully guaranteed. Right. He's getting base salaries of $3.6 That signing bonus is prorated out over five years. His cap hit this year – million. Next year, 9.3. And then the rest of the years are option years that they basically will probably get rid of them and not have to pay the money. So it would have been a $6.4 million cap hit this year for Pierre Garcon, and you're taking an $11 million cap hit. For Terrell Pryor and the fact that Pryor's on the bench and he's not playing I mean this Eagles secondary we talked about it last week when we did the uh, pregame roundtable we said this is a secondary that should be taken advantage of we saw it in the first two drives on on Monday night they did it they should have kept doing it and the fact that Pryor couldn't get in the game and couldn't make anything happen when he did, I think speaks volumes. He's the 11 million dollar bust right now, and I don't see him coming out of it. We might see a big, a big play or two, uh, a big catch. He's too fast and too big to not make uh, some impact on the game, but he is not going to be a game changer for the Redskins.
0: This is, to me, this is, this is the biggest story I think of this this season for this for this
3: team. Is it fair to say that Vernon Davis is the Redskins' best wide receiver at this point? Yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. Ryan Grant. Oh. if you want to throw that name in there, look, I, between, either one of look, those
0: two. The other night, Davis and Reed had; they were the top two receivers. They had twelve receptions, two touchdowns well, he between did have them.
1: A pretty good night, though. Yeah, he did have a good night. But well, this is my thing: Why is it one or the other when it comes to Doxson and Pryor? Why Why is they not coexist? Because I listen. Doxson learned that. the other position. Why can't Pryor? Go to the Z, X, Z, go Z. to the Z and and if they want to switch the Dox into the X, to me it's better. There's more advertising to have them both out there at the same time because you have that height, speed, jumping uh, think, ability mismatch. I
0: think, and and if you're a red Kurt, if mismatch. you're Kirk Cousins, if if you have those options, I I don't know if I trust them. Kirk doesn't them. trust
1: them. Gruden definitely doesn't trust them. See that's the problem. Would trust you me. trust
0: Terrell Pryor No, right I wouldn't.
1: I'm not saying that. No, I'm, no. Just, I'm, I'm just I'm just asking. No, not at, point, <laughs> no <laughs> not at this point. my voice. Not at this point. But you don't trust your wide receivers. You don't trust your running back. You're not even making your team one-dimensional. You're just making them predictable because you're going to throw two. Defenses know you're going to throw to either Vernon Davis, Reed, or Grant, or Thompson out of the backfield. You have limited yourself to those options, and, and the defense knows that. They know that Kirk, nor the head coach, trust those two wide receivers. Don't trust Crowder right now because he's in a slump. Yeah. You definitely know they don't trust their running back because I know if you're in third and short like we have mentioned before, you definitely don't trust your running back. You don't trust P. Ryan. We know that because he don't want to run the ball unless Kelly's in the game. Now it doesn't look like you trust Kelly very much. And you definitely don't trust Mac Brown at all. So are they
3: drafting fifth or sixth next uh, spring?
1: <laughs> you know, I'm not going that far. No, just, no, no, you know, just <laughs> no. I know, I know, I... I, I know you joke Just because of where the NFL is right now, nobody except for you got Philly, who's six and one. KC is, what, five and two now? Yeah. Then everybody else is just a muddle. And then you have your bottom feeders like Cleveland and the 49ers. But everybody else is pretty much messed together. There's, mm-hmm. We want a parody in the league, and here it is. So at 3-3, three three, you know, there's not much doom and gloom because nobody else has really jumped out there except for two teams.
0: It's just that the football's not
1: great. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. But, it, but but like I'm saying, if you're any team or in a fan of any team in the NFL, anybody can say that. You can be a Patriots fan and look at that team and say, Well, it's the funny not you mentioned great. that. If you're a Seattle fan and say, yeah, uh, that offense uh, Sully. You know, you can look at if you're Seattle, if you're anybody. Yeah. If you're a J.J. Green, they're all friend of all of ours that loves the Cowboys. Friend of the program. Friend of yeah. friend of everybody. <laughs> he sees negatives in the Cowboys that maybe we not we might not see as 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 Redskins fans, but everybody can point to something.
0: How about letting the running back still play? How about that?
2: because the judge is on vacation do they don't have yeah. other judges they can, they can go to that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard he's gonna get the six games they're not going to uh take this penalty down this is not the Tom Brady situation no. uh it's he's gonna get six games give it to him and make him play if there wasn't these stupid anthem protests and all this talk about uh you know uh disrespecting flags and and players having the right to take a knee and Jerry Jones talking and Roger Goodell talking and everyone just kind of talking over each other this would be a big story because you yeah. have a guy who's been suspended six games for doing something that is a a big deal and he you know w- what was alleged and, and you know uh this was something that the nfl went through three years ago with ray rice and with adrian peterson and all of a sudden you have ezekiel elliott still on the field in week what is it week seven week coming seven. up uh and, and he's still on the field and no one's saying boo about it you and i just don't get it if like, Dallas. Forget the fact that he's playing the Redskins for a second. Cause right. I know all Redskins fans would love to see him on the bench, right. but it's just crazy to me that he is still playing and that there's not an uproar. And I get that he gets to have the process, but we know that what's the, what the federal court's going to say, they're not going to overturn this. Mm-hmm. They are not going to do anything but put the temporary injunction in. So the fact that it's still going on because the judge is on vacation is just well, wild. And me. I
0: had, and a Dallas fan said to me earlier, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's unbelievable what they're making Zeke go through right now. What they're making what? him go through.
1: He, what, they make, what the hell did that make? That he's just, you got to be kidding he, me. You know what? If if I'm Dallas, I'm really, and Jerry Jones is not a very, you know, he's not a rational man. We all know this. But if I'm Dallas, I'm thinking to myself, am I really a contender this year? No. Right. Am I, making a, am I even going to win this division? Probably not. Am I going to get to the playoffs? Possibly. Am I making a run to the Super Bowl? I doubt it. So why not just say, hey, Zeke, eat the six games now? Because now what you're doing, you're putting your team behind the eight ball for the first six games of next season when you want to have expectations to go further. Now you know that, okay, we're going to be in a hole to start six games next year. I'd rather eat those six games now. Just get it out of the way. And then we can start fresh next year, or you'll be back by the playoffs, or whenever. But right now, he's kind of, only people he's doing favors for. Are people like me who have him on the fantasy teams. <laughs> he's not really doing Dallas that much of a favor, right? Because I mean, how much is he really, really making a so difference? So are
0: they three and three, six games? They have, if he goes right. six, he'd be back for the what four? Right. He'd be back for the final four if if. That's what the thing. I, mean, I don't even know Dallas' still- schedule. If they have a chance to make a run, right. you'd Think you'd want to get it out of the way now.
1: You would think that, but like I said before, we're dealing with. Jerry Unless
0: Jones. they really think that they're not that he's that they're not going. He's not going to get the games. There's no way he, they believe he's not going to get
2: the games, right? No, he he's going to get the game. So <sighs> he's here's what it is: he gets, he Jones. has right. his last game against the Redskins at Washington, so a big game there. He's going to miss home against Kansas City. Big deal. Mm -hmm. At Atlanta, not as big a deal as it used to be because I don't think the Falcons are are any good this year. Then home against the Eagles, home against the Redskins, home against the Chargers, and then at the Giants. He comes back the final three games at Oakland, home against Seattle, at Philly. So really, if you Mm -hmm. had to pick six games that you would want him to miss, I mean, I think you would probably— want it now. It'd almost be perfect to, to do it after the Redskins game, like it's going to happen. Right. Maybe they would wait till the Chiefs game to go through Atlanta to Oakland. But either way, they're going to get they're going to miss him for you know most of the seat most of the end of the season here, and we'll see what's going to happen when they get back and they have to go on the road twice, once to Oakland and once to Philly to uh, probably fight for what might be a, a wild card spot with the Redskins, possibly.
1: And be- you know what? Because when you take Zeke out of the equation. Now we dial in on Dak. Dak has not been the focal point of people's right. game plans at this point. Now, he has looked good because they've kept him in a nice, neat package last year and managed the game this year. They let him run around a little bit. But he does, has not nearly the freedom of in the playbook that Carson Wentz has. That's yeah. why you saw last year. Wentz had. That's why he's doing so well right now because he had free reign of the playbook last year. Which also, when you have the freedom to take risks, yes, you're going to turn the ball over. You're going to throw interceptions. Mm-hmm. And when you limit that, you get Dak, who didn't turn the ball over a lot last year. But he also did not have the flexibility of the entire playbook. Now, without Zeke, and that offensive line is not as good as it was last year, they've lost some pieces. And people are dialing in. on Because no one is scared of Des Bryant anymore. No. No one. No one is scared of Des Bryant. No one is scared Norman. of Jason Witten. Not Josh Norman, right? Of course not. Okay. Any top – put it like this. Any top <laughs> quarterback is not scared of Des Bryant, whether yeah. it be Norman, Peters, uh, whoever you – to Talib, I'll be honest, whoever you put heard, on him. You haven't heard his name much at all this year, have because you? Because every time he plays a top cornerback, he gets shut down. Yeah. Only good games he has is against suspect corners and suspect secondaries. You put him against a shut-down corner, he disappears.
2: But at, but at least he has where, good, he has good go. games against suspect secondaries. Redskins receivers can't even do that. Well, that's true. But you know, <laughs>
1: all
0: right. Well, so let's let's talk about this then. So you got Dallas this week, and I just love, I love um, fans. I really do because the season's over after the loss on Monday night. <laughs> um, but I mean, the injuries are going to the injuries are killing this team. There's no question about that. Yeah. But there's no you can't talk. That's loser talk. There's no excuses. If they start to get guys back. This is a good stretch they've got coming up. Dallas. You have the schedule up there, Chris. Dallas. yeah, Dallas, Seattle. Seattle Minnesota, Minnesota.
1: New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, you've got And then Giants. The Giants after that. Then I think yeah, and then Giants, the and Chargers, then at Cowboys. And then at Cowboys back to back
0: Thursday. So this at, is a stretch Chargers, of NFC yeah.
1: NFC games. And it's huge because yeah. you I mean, this week is huge. I'm yeah. not even gonna go to the this week it's huge because you cannot lose back to back division games. Right. And I just yeah. don't, I, I have a feeling that d- despite the injuries, the character of this team just seems different to me. And it's I've, totally I've, different. I've said that all season that I don't think the guys in that locker room will allow them to lose two. They have too much pride to lose two division games back to back, and especially one against Dallas at home. And
0: I think, look, in the other night, just the, I mean, four of the five offensive linemen left the game yeah. at one point. And I don't, and, you know, they came back and scored. The, the interception was big because that would have been a one score game. Yeah. After the touchdown, but I agree with you. Those I, guys are I, tough. This, they no, I, 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 and this locker room is completely different. I will agree with that. It is different, and I think you, you know, Norman being back this week will be huge.
1: Yes. Um. So. And hats it, off to Breland for playing the way that he did. By the way, on, I've never on, seen on so lead.
0: many more penalties on the other side of
1: the field. Well, you know what, Ed Hockey League. So. They, his crew leads the league in penalties called. During the games.
2: The first three plays of the game. It was a mess. I told you my theory, George, and uh, he—I, he, I, this is not some conspiracy theory where I'm wearing my tinfoil hat. I legitimately think after watching the Eagles play most of the games this year that this is what they do. They establish early in the game that they are going to hold, that they are going to uh, dive at knees, that they're going to kind of be up in people's faces, and they get penalties called early in the game. We saw it. It was one of the craziest things anyone's ever seen. They opened their first possession with a first and 33 after four penalties. Yep. But then even guys like Lee, who love throwing flags – they can't throw a flag on every play, and the Eagles know this. So I legitimately think they are getting away with a lot more holding than other teams because they are accepting. It's a loss leader to them to take a penalty on the first drive and to, on the second drive to have that ref that, you know, the side judge sitting there thinking, uh, is that pass interference? Uh, we've thrown so many and keeping it in his yeah. pocket he because there was there was at <laughs> least two plays. Volume car- shooting. Yeah, yeah, that actually k- makes k- sense. Kerrigan on uh, one of the touchdown passes, on that deep touchdown pass, was just mauled uh, inside. And then there was a, a pass interference that went completely unnoticed uh, on a third down where uh, I think it was Dotson who just kind of got cut. You know, uh, the defender came over his shoulder way early and they didn't call it. And yes, you're going to have missed calls in every game. But the Eagles, they play a little dirty and I believe that they know that it's okay to get some penalties because they, in the game before uh, this week, uh, they had, against the, the Chiefs, they had uh, the most penalties of any team in the NFL this year, I believe. So it's it's an interesting strategy. Uh, it used to work for the Raiders in the 80s. They did the same exact thing. Uh, no one really thinks of these Eagles a, as that sort of a tough sort of team, no. uh, but, you know, maybe they are. Maybe it's working. I mean, to the tune of 6-1. Uh, and That like makes it. sense.
1: I mean, I, I can... It doesn't sound crazy when you think about it, and especially when you know you're playing a team like the Redskins who have the tendency to let people hang around so they know, hey, if we do take these penalties early, this team is not going to put their foot on our throats and, and, and get us. They don't have a kid, any killer instinct whatsoever. No, and we haven't so seen that yet. So we know, as Eagles, that we know that some point in time we're going to have our chance to make a comeback because they're, they're going to leave us hanging around in this game no matter what the score is. So if you employ that, Then that makes sense. Then later on in the game when we make our comeback, we can do whatever the hell we want to because they've thrown too many flags anyway. Well, we'll see what happens. Redskins got the
0: Cowboys coming up. Big stretch. uh, NFC East. Let's shift gears now. Let's go down a level. Talk a little college football, our college football expert. Can we call you? Are you an expert?
3: I I think I'm your college football point person. College basketball point man. Okay. No, I, I'm, I'm like just like you're the Redskins beat reporter. I'm a college football. We gotta talk about something positive because I've had
1: some terrible Saturdays. I'm a Terps fan and oh, a Seminoles fan, and my Saturdays have been abysmal. Right, this entire season. You like so.
3: Florida State and Maryland? Yes, even though they were in the same league for a while. You know what? Can you do that? I thought you had to have no, them in No, different... you know what? Usually, like, like you in can. Syracuse and now Duke and basketball. What? I know. Florida State, they, they didn't start
1: out in the ACC, did they?
3: No, they were independent than they were in the ACC in the like Okay, I, like, right? I liked them way back okay. with Terrell Buckley, okay. Ampley. All right, All right. okay. K, you know, we'll give way that. back. All right. you know, but Bring in your certificate next yeah, time. Yeah, that was way, way back be- State before
1: fan. that. Yeah. But I was never conflicted. When you know, when they played each other in ACC, I would actually root for Maryland because Florida State was so good that Maryland needed that win more than
3: Florida State would right. need
1: the win. But you know, it's, so.
3: a, it's only two teams. You're not like no All no, no, seven no, no, of no, my no, no. teams are leading their respective no, conferences. No no, no, no. You're not no, that guy. That's no, good. no, no. no. I keep good. it to uh keep it to two. Tough road for the Terrapins. Uh they're trying to get to six wins, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. In order to get to that uh, that uh, elusive uh, uh, whatever second or third tier bowl, they're going to wind up with as a six and six team. If you get, uh, but they yeah. Well, they the thing is, they need to beat Indiana this right. Saturday. They need to beat Rutgers the following mm-hmm. weekend, and then they need to beat either Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State. Yeah, uh, and, and the thing is, that's that's a tough a way tough, to go. That's a tough road to go. Uh, Maryland decimated by injuries at the quarterback position yep. this year. Kasim Again. Hill, Tyrell Pigram, both knocked we've, out. We've Max Bordenschlager. Yeah, yeah almost, seen this movie before. Almost bounced out. What I think really hurt them also was that first week they lost Jesse Annie Bonham. Uh, defensive lineman, yeah. had nine sacks last year, provided a ton of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at what has gone wrong the last couple of weeks during this losing streak, they haven't been able to stop the run. They have been able to put pressure on the passer. Yeah. And against Indiana, a team this weekend with Peyton Ramsey, a guy who can kill you with his feet as well as his arm, that's a recipe for disaster. It could be a very long homecoming for the Terps.
1: You know what, but the Terps, they, what I don't know, maybe they need to change up. They need to kind of grind out wins. Because when you have as many talented running backs as they do, they have, they can, you know, you've got Harrison, you've got, uh, they can get DJ Moore in space in the short passing game. You know, you've got a lot of talent that they can run the football. They probably need to do that and kind of keep other teams off the field and kind of grind it out. Because it's a tough way to go, but I hate for them to lose that signature win to, to Texas to start the season. I hate for that to go to waste right. and they not even make it to six games to be bowl eligible and go to a bit of a better bowl because they did have the win. You hate to see a team that has, what, it, how long was it since they knocked off a top 25 team? Oh, it's been ages. But uh, I think right? it was what, 08 or, yeah, yeah. I think it was 08. It was well, Clemson in 08. Yeah. You hate to have a loss, a win like that, rather, excuse me. Right. You hate to have a win like that, a historic win like that, go to waste because you can't get to, Six wins and get to a bowl because you don't get to a bowl. It's it's a nice win, but it doesn't mean anything.
3: Right. Okay. No, okay. Gentlemen, I was opening the wait. door for Chris. I'm I know that Chris, Chris you're, when yeah. I was I was <laughs> yielding the floor to the gentleman. I uh,
2: I wish I could speak on college football, but okay. my team is. Uh, well, I went to a basketball school that doesn't even play basketball well anymore, so the football <laughs> season's just as ugly. So I can tell you how Roger Federer did in the Shanghai Open, oh, wow. uh, but probably can't talk too much about college football. Can oh, we well, talk Karate Kid then, maybe? Yeah, or no? Karate
0: Kid? He can talk Karate He can definitely oh, talk know. Karate
2: Kid. So, well, you know, watching the Redskins game on Monday, I kept thinking back to the body bag game from 1990 where uh, – yeah where Brian Mitchell had to play quarterback and the Redskins, you know, he knocked out two quarterbacks and seven or eight Redskins left that Monday night game. And two things struck me about that game. First of all, when I looked it up one, I couldn't believe the Eagles won that game. For some reason in my mind, I had that the Redskins had won the body bag game and that it was like Eagles dirtiness that had, that had led to it. And then number two, I, you know, the quote is, Something along the lines of, "Do you guys need any body bags?" which is what a, a Phil, un unnamed Philadelphia Eagle said to the Redskins bench, according to the Washington Post game story. But I always wondered whether the Eagles guys, because we talked about Karate Kid, whether they were like Bobby watching uh, the Karate Kid, saying, <laughs> "Get him a body bag." Get him a body uh, bag. You know, I feel like that was a missed opportunity to get a Karate Kid reference into a famous football game. But look,
0: that was that. But not to get, we're going to jump back into Navy. I want to ask you. Yeah. About Maybe a second, but that body. So they they lost that game, but then the rematch was in the playoffs.
2: Right. Yes, and they won twenty
3: to 20 six to at six. the vet. I believe, Art Monk
0: right? had that touchdown at the vet.
3: Yeah. Much like was... after getting beaten up during the film multiple times, Daniel Larusso right, exactly. came back <laughs> in the All Valley Championships <laughs> and delivered what was an illegal crane kick. We're not going to talk yeah. about that. Listen, we could do a whole cast. That's we what will. Do what does maybe have this weekend? Navy is idle. They're back in action a week from Thursday against uh, Temple. I don't uh, see as
1: much as I want to see of, of Navy this year. What, I don't even know what's the Navy record. This five year? and
3: two. They've okay. lost two in a row. Zach Abey's their quarterback. He doesn't have the arm that previous quarterbacks have had, but he's he's you know he he's really. Gotten the job done on the ground as their option quarterback. I know he, he can run. I know he can run. Unfortunately, Navy's had problems hanging on to the football. I think they're last or second to last in their conference uh, turnover margin, mm-hmm. and they keep on just losing. You know, they they keep on fumbling. And uh, it, it didn't hurt them against uh, Air Force. It didn't hurt them against Cincinnati and Tulane, but it's hurt them the last two weeks when they've taken on really good teams. UCF is probably the best team that nobody's talking about. UCF uh, How about that team? Good. You know, I mean, they came into College Park and they beat. Maryland. I was at going that, away. I was
1: at that game, and right. I I told my son, I said, "Don't you know this is a good team we're playing." right Was He's it like,
3: Mackenzie Milton? Yeah,
1: sounds like a shirt that I buy. Isn't
0: that the? Isn't that when kasim went down? That game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's, man, that my was, son. Was like,
1: that's where it all they, ended. Are they even any good? I said, yes, very much. Said, so. They are very. They are a very good team. Yeah, at that
3: point, I didn't
0: think they were. Yeah. That was the game. I didn't think Maryland. You know. Although not as I, bad as the Northwestern, Virginia has a no, big no, game I, I this Saturday. They, I mean, uh, they take
3: on uh, Pitt. They're at, they're on the road at Pitt. This is they need one win to get to six victories and qualify for a bowl. Hmm. If they don't get there. They have a November gauntlet where their foes are twenty-one and six combined. They play Miami. They play well, Virginia lost. Tech, where yeah. they haven't beaten in in over a decade. Right. They play Louisville. It's yeah. not going to be an easy go if they lose this Saturday. They could very well wind up going from five and one to five and seven. Which, it's granted, it's only year two under Bronco Mendenhall, but with their early season streak yeah. from out of nowhere, it looked like this might be a team that would at least get to the postseason. Virginia but then lose
0: at home to Boston College 41-10. Yeah,
3: well, Gee. that was ugly. That was I mean, I, I didn't think anybody saw Boston College playing that. Well, even though they did yeah. upset Louisville the week before, you thought that uh, that was what do they say? Even a dead cat bounces once. Yeah. You thought that the previous weekend, the win over Louisville, that was their dead cat bounce. They came in, and big plays really hurt this Virginia defense. It's been the problem since day one, since Benenhall came in and kind of revamped the defense. Quinn Blanding is their all ACC uh, safety, and he leads them in tackles every single week. And when your defensive back leads you in tackles, that's not a good thing. Never not a good at thing. all. thing. Not, not really ideal, and... uh so they, they've got they're on the road at Pitt to continue our look around the area. Virginia Tech, number it's thirteen in, in the area. nation. No, no, not okay they don't, they don't count. Not, not in demo. In our demo. That, that is not the demo But they're actually winning. No. And actually actually
1: No. Charlottesville jump is a, in on
2: this one. Old Dominion.
1: Char- Charlottesville going a little bit too far there also. No. Listen, it's a
2: closer my, drive to New York City than it is to Blacksburg. My argument right.
0: always is, if Virginia Tech is in Temple's two hours away, why is okay. Temple local?
2: Well, I thought I, I Listen, was, no, no. I was also to talk about know them next. No, no, no. Let's so, talk sorry. about Seton Hall basketball, guys. Hey, no, thank you.
1: Oh. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the DMV stops. The V stops in right. Northern Virginia. Once you get past Northern Virginia, that's yeah, something right. Else.
0: This, this is our rules here,
3: right? So we don't have to talk. <laughs> they, about no, it. no. Hmm. no.
0: All right. How about this weekend? Okay, Penn- hey,
3: come on, guys. I think I've had enough.
0: How about Penn State? Oh, nice. <laughs> I'll another, let you know. reference. How about Penn State Ohio State
3: this weekend? Oh, that's a tough one. Even though it's in Columbus, I got go. to go with. I got to go with Penn State. Penn State uh, can kill you in the air and on the ground. I don't think Saquon uh, Barkley is out of this world. I'm not confident in J T. Uh, Barrett. No, I. You know what? He doesn't inspire me. No, no,
1: especially in, in watching the Oklahoma game. It just yeah. it seems like it just seems like JT. First of all, like he's been there for ten years. Like he is never leaving that school. I think Pence, Yeah, he just just you know doesn't live up to you know the hype that he gets year year in a year. Out. He's a he's a very good player. He's a solid college football player.
3: He won't play in the NFL. Most of the really good teams in college football have that one. A near-death experience, with the exception of Alabama, who just bludgeons everybody on a right. regular basis during the regular season, especially in SEC play. Uh, Penn State had their near-death experience against Iowa. They they were at Iowa and they were able to score on, I believe, the game's final play. And th- since then, they have been playing like a team that's I- inspired. Yeah. And they just they crushed Michigan last week. Granted, Michigan's had its issues. Michigan is on the last, the last like month yeah. or so. But I, I think they go into Columbus and uh, they're not gonna because last year they beat Ohio State at home, so they right. know that you know what, it. things crazy things can happen. It's not a night game, it's a three thirty, it's it's the way college football was meant to be played in that three thirty window. And you know what? You know, I, I said ago.
2: that I didn't know much about college football, but I will jump in with this. Saquon Barkley who's right now 4 to 7 to win the Heisman. So just crazy odds. He's going to win the Heisman barring an injury or whatever. But I you know, I know enough this to, to to know this. Next year when Sa- or when Saquon Barkley is in the NFL and he is a rookie, he will run for 212 yards against the Redskins. Put it in the book. <laughs> He will just, he at, some in, at some point in at some point in his career, he will just dominate the Redskins. Those little guys just always run around the Redskins. Um so yes, expect him to uh what if you know, draft him? Well, We're not gonna if, get yeah. up <laughs> there. If you draft him, then he'll blow out his knee in training camp. Oh don't <laughs> no, That's good, really wrong. Man. so well, you no, know, it's one of the two. Shot. He'll he'll come down with Josh Dotson hamstring itis. The,
1: the the Giants might the have a little kid shot. Because you figure you, oh, had, to, you right. had to be top five Speaking to get taken. the take Giants, one. how long do you stay with Eli? Who's their backup? You don't have one. It J- Josh Johnson. Who's the backup? Who's their backup? Oh, Uh Gino.
3: Oh gosh, yeah, Gino uh, Smith. Gino. Is he running? Is he doing a charity thing soon? Uh, Gino is <laughs> your best. So You going to get? You going to sit him for Gino? Would you bench Eli right
1: now? Not for Gino. No. They're, they're not going to bench Eli. No, they're not. Right? No, not for. When you're looking at Geno Smith sitting on your bench,
0: yeah, what is that? What is that when he looks? He looks. Come to his on, right. no,
1: hell no, that's not going <laughs> to happen. I would love. to
2: I mean, I would love to know whether the Giants have taken <laughs> or made any calls about trading Eli Manning. I mean, just because you know what, you pick up the phone, it, it, it's well, not going to happen, though. But no. you at least pick up the phone, and yeah. I wonder if any of these teams, if Arizona you know, who just lost a quarterback, made the call. If Jacksonville, no. who is has such a great defense, but has yeah. literally a quarterback who makes me want to avert my eyes from the television when their offense is on, do have they made a call? I mean, Maybe. these big trades don't happen in the NFL, but there's a lot of teams right now that have great defenses or on the cusp of playoff berths that d- don't have a quarterback. And for Jacksonville, I think it might be uh, – you know, I think I think to get a quarterback like that right now would be huge, and I think they would become, if not the favorite to win the AFC South, then right up there with Houston.
3: Funny you mention uh, Jacksonville, Chris. Who, who's who's in the front office down in
2: Jacksonville now?
3: Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin, yes. Yes. Who, oh. who could just call, hey, I think I left some of my stuff there in one of the offices. <laughs> um, oh, and by the way, might you be looking yeah. to unload your uh, quarterback? Yeah, I, I I, you know, that that, that that is a move. It's not within the division. It's not within the conference. No. It might actually make
2: sense. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, think it, about it that does, condition. and, and yeah. you
2: know, common sense does not come into football trades too much. Teams are teams are far too willing to to stay to stand pat and just hope everything will be okay next year because we see all the worst to firsts, and we know that Eli can can go on a run, and uh, but without any talent in the receiving core, without any running back, I mean, is, is there a single guy on the Giants that you would have on your fantasy team? No. I mean, I can't think of you know, I can't think of anyone now well, that Beckham's well, gone. Evan we did him. we did. did Evan. Evan Ingram, yeah, Evan he's, Ingram. He, I, I that's had the only on my, one on my bench. Yeah, he's my backup. So, uh, yeah, you that's know.
1: that's the only one. Well, we he's
2: had, their we only had, we had we had
0: thirteen.
3: Oh yeah, we used to. Yeah, yes,
0: okay. All right, Let me throw out this question since we can. We're almost done here. What would you What would you take for Kirk Cousins right now?
1: Mm. I don't know
0: because you know what? Because I don't think I I don't I think the Redskins know.
2: They're not going to get a, a first round that he's him. done. Yes. Right. He's not, he's not coming yeah. back. No. And
0: let's say when's the trade deadline?
2: October. S- so some, it's sometime S- next, next week.
3: Some, next week. Close. Uh, all right.
0: I was going to say, let's say these injuries and you drop a couple more games. Why, why not? Like, why not? You talk about fielding calls,
3: right?
1: I mean, but I I really don't think anybody would give up anything for him right now. No. Cause you, they know. You, okay. Be, you get low balled at this point. And if, right. and if, Bruce is, is delusional enough to think that he can get a first-rounder <laughs> or even a second-rounder. He, he's delusional enough to think that. So that's, He's trying to get that for that's gonna a, right now. That's going to be a non-starter. But it, I, if, if Cousin doesn't come back, I'm looking at Alex Smith, it, depending on who I draft. Yes. But if I don't take – let's say I don't take a quarterback in the first round, Alex Smith, another call I would make would be to Minnesota. How healthy is Teddy Bridgewater?
0: Right. Is Alex Smith a free agent after this he
1: year?
0: He is. Well, he he wouldn't come here, though.
1: Why wouldn't he? For what? If
0: the For money's agent. right. If
1: the money if right, money's maybe right, maybe he does. Because, Who knows? Because, I mean, because, because if you look
2: at his Powell's situation. He's
0: 30 He's 35.
2: 35. 34. 34? Yeah, 34-35. We, we talked about this before. I know we did. 35. We looked at it. Yeah. yeah but he's, he's too smart to come here. But you gotta, he, know, he knows mm, what kind of I system know. he needs. He, he needs a system to win. I think and he could the, work with And this is not the system that he can win
0: in. I
1: think he could work with it. I think he could. He's what? not going back to Kansas City. It right, just... but what if
0: you draft somebody and he's just a band-aid? Is he going to come here with that for that? He's a band-aid now, but he's playing well.
2: Yeah. He's, he's in a better a, he, culture. He's not, he's not a band-aid. No, no, he was he favored was, to win the MVP. He was a, uh, no, no, listen, listen, listen. listen four listen. days ago. He
1: was a band-aid to start this season. He's played beyond no. that. Right no. now, he's playing. A, coming into the season.
2: No, he, Alex we, Smith a lot was of people an MVP was, candidate so were, lot, five
1: days ago. No, 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 no. I'm talking about to begin the season because a lot of people talking about Pat Mahomes is up next. They did not anticipate Alex Smith playing as well. And I'm talking about right now. I'm yeah. talking about coming into the season before you even play a game. That's people were already trying to pass the reins to Pat Mahomes. Alex Smith said, not just yet. I'm not done.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I, I think I Alex Smith is the quarterback until he's not the quarterback. And, but see, look, I, I don't think there's – I don't. if they go to the AFC championship game, are you not going to bring him back? They're not going they go to pay him. But how much – If, if, if how, they go to the Super Bowl, pay are you not going him? to bring him back?
1: How much are you going to pay him? Because he, if he do that, he's going to demand top money. And how much – it depends on how much they are willing to pay him and how much – They think that they can go forward
2: with Pat Mahomes. Well, it it always depends on how much they want to pay him. But, I mean, if he's 35 years old— How much do do they
1: like Pat Mahomes? And do they think that he can come in next year and win? That's that's the other factor. If you're a
2: team that has Super Bowl aspirations, I do not think you go go to Pat Mahomes. I don't think we've seen that in the NFL since— uh, what, what I mean, maybe rot when the Packers willingly got rid of Far for Rodgers. I mean, it, uh, even last year with how Prescott, Alex it, wants. It, it was it was <laughs> Romo getting hurt that led to yeah. Prescott, and Russell Wilson was sort of forced on the Seahawks right. uh, by attrition. I mean, uh, teams do not generally get not rid generally, of sure things. It, it, it uh, depends on how much
1: Alex wants. That that what complicates it is he's a free agent. If he wasn't, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. Because it would be Alex Smith's team until he, it wasn't. But now at 35, he has played his way into a big payday. Maybe bigger than whatever Kurt should get or or wants to get. Cuz I would pay Alex more than Okay, we're way Kurt. off
2: by the way. Alex is 33. 33? Okay. Oh. Well, where do we come up with thirty five? I, I thought we looked this up. We I did said look it up, <laughs> and then I assumed I was wrong. So no, agreed no, no. With 35. We we
1: had this conversation on a, on a prior show, yeah. and we looked it I up. We looked it and up and came up with thirty five or thirty six. Obviously, we can't read. I, well, yeah. you looked it up, so anyway. so I looked it up. That's fine. <laughs> you looked it up. I
0: don't know. Just you know.
1: Well, I guess, are we just abandoning the wizards? By the way, who are. No, 3-0. and
0: Listen, I love the Wizards, but we've gone way too long.
1: We have. We, we have talked for a long time. Next week, they'll be 8-0 by the time we go. Well, well they'll that. definitely be 4-0 and tonight in, in a game that I would not stay up for. But I hope that for all of LeVar Ball's All right, so,
0: so, so we don't date this. Let's hit it. Let's hit this real quick. The LeVar Ball saying about John Wall is going to have a long night. Martin Gortat said he's going to torture him. Lakers are he pissed is. off about that. What is is this – and Chris and I had a conversation about this. I think we... Oh no, we didn't. No, I didn't, I was going to ask you about it. Is this is the forget the fact that you know that TV's putting on Levar mall too much. ESPN doing the same thing. Yeah. Is are you entertained by it?
1: I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm done with it. I was I, I wasn't entertained in the beginning, but you know you let him do his thing. He he got Lonzo to where he wanted him to go. He got yeah. him to the team he wanted him to go to. Right. He got him the pick that he wanted. Okay, now sit down and shut up. Yeah. And let him go.
0: Cause you're not doing him any I don't think you're doing him any favor. No, you're putting a target on his back. Well, and you know, and like tonight John Wall is gonna go out and guard him and but it's not See, the kid's fault. The kids No, not- it's not.
1: But still, just like Patrick Beverly said, Yeah, he pays for the sins of the father. Yeah. You know, now he's got the your father wants to talk. We are going to whoop on you until your father shuts up. Mm-hmm. Until you say, Dad, you got to sit down. Or Magic has to say, Lavar, hey, you got to chill out. Because you're getting your boy killed out here. It's one thing with Patrick Beverly, who just going to be physical and beat him up for the entire game. Right. You're dealing with John Wall when you get into the uh, Steph Curry's, Westbrook's, Chris Paul when he gets healthy. When you start getting to those echelon of point guards who are not just going to be physical, they're going to make you look silly. They're going to drop 40, 50 on your head, you know, depending on the night. They're going to strap you up defensively. They're going to make you look foolish.
2: Prince, I mean, look, think? I, I think Lonzo is going to succeed or fail on his own merits and and Lavar is a sideshow. I was sick of Lavar uh during the draft and mm-hmm. in the lead up to the season. Yeah. Now that the season has started, I'm back to finding him hilarious again. Uh I think it's I think it's great for the NBA that he is calling out players. Uh, it'll wear thin, I'm sure, at some point. But look, I mean, you you can't deny that he is the best, mar- best self-marketer since the Kardashian family. And I mean, the fact that we're talking about his son in high school, who's not even a top 10 recruit, uh, is just amazing to me. So as long as he keeps calling out people and uh, and look, he's funny. That's the other thing. He's not just some guy who's spouting off. He has good timing. He says funny things uh yes it's going to grow tiresome it's only october 25th today (laughs) happy birthday george wallace thank you but yeah it's um yeah it's but as as for the wizards if they get their fourth win tonight uh that'd be amazing they didn't get their fourth win last year till four days before thanksgiving so
0: and it'd be in all different time zones right
2: yeah yeah i think
0: and you know and i like (laughs) the fact that they
1: that they have the the west coast their first west coast Early, early yeah And I, th- I think they've got – goal- Golden State is on this his yeah. trip. I'm not sure who else. I want to say Phoenix. So that would be wonderful if they had Phoenix, but I'm not sure. I think it may be Salt Lake City. I'm not sure. But, yeah, is. this uh, – yeah, LeVar has worn thin with me a long time ago. And I've just kind of just – And the thing is, he knows, he, knows, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like, we, we talked about this before we got on air. He is he is Jimmy Cornette. He is Bobby the Brain Heenan. He's Flavor Flav. <laughs> he's ever – Every hype man and wrestling manager combined.
0: Do you think his son ever says to him,
1: "Dad, no. you're you're getting
0: me. You're gonna you see what you're doing to me No. Out here?
1: They asked him the other day. He said no. Oh. He said this is he said this is how I grew up. He's used to it. He's used to it. He's used. To, it's just how it is. All right. But one of these days, when he gets tired of getting abused by these top point guards, he's gonna go to his dad and tell you, "You got to shut the hell up because you're getting me killed out here."
0: All right. He's used to it. We're used to having a good podcast. I think we did another one. <laughs>
1: Right, we did. All right, we did. On, on, on mission the, accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah, with a fill-in crew, and and thanks to Chris Chase, and thanks to Dave Preston for stopping in. Uh, Dimitri and and Chris Cheon, uh, thoughts are with you. Uh, who uh, grandfather passed? Uh, he'll be back on Friday, but thoughts and condol- con, uh, Excuse me, thoughts and condolences to you and your family. And we're gonna wrap this puppy up. We'll let Dimitri come back next week, right? Of course. All right. All
0: right, thanks for listening to another edition of the DMV Sports Roundtable. We'll see you next week. All right.